Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Trigger warning. The following episode contains descriptions of graphic violence and adult language. Viewer discretion is advised. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. And each Wednesday, we crack open a bottle of wine and dive into some thrills, chills, and spills. This is Innocent Till Tipsy. This week on Innocent Till Tipsy, we don't have wine, but we do have our first guest, which is Kaylin here with us. So excited. Welcome. Welcome. Um, So we're so excited to have you. This is the second (laughs) time you've um, trusted me with your mom's story. And that's such a privilege. It's such a privilege. You've done amazing. You you really have. (laughs) Thanks. I felt awkward because like with TikTok, there's so many things you can't say. There's um, so many things, you know, you want to hold back from. So today let's kind of like go over things. Um, It almost feels like again, I'm sorry, but we'll tell Max the story um, of your mom and kind of what um, you're doing um, because you're blowing up on TikTok (laughs) right now. And you're also doing something for your mom. Like this Valentine's Day, you're going to be doing something really special for your mom. Yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely want to talk about that. So, totally. um, for those of you who don't know, if you don't follow me on TikTok, um, Tracy Linday is Kaylin's mom, and she's been missing since February 14th, 2019, from Juneau, Alaska. Now, just because I get this all the time on my TikTok, just because you are not from Juneau, Alaska, does not mean you can't help Kaylin looking for her mom. You can right. share the information put it out there. You never know who you know on your socials that might know something. It's really crazy. It is a small world. Um, my Disney comes back up. Small world after all. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, it's been so hard to find any information online concerning Tracy's disappearance ever since this happened. It's kind of just been word of mouth um, kind of thing. Um, so first off, can you tell us a little bit about your mom, Kaylin? Yeah. Um, my mom is it's so hard because it's like I don't know just do I say is was like you know she she's an amazing person she's really very much the type of person that like will give you the shirt off her back you know and um always very kind and uh yeah it's it's hard because it's like a lot of people say like oh she's probably passed away you know so I never know how to talk about her like as if she's passed away or you know (laughs) I don't know but um she was a great person and she had a lot of struggles but um but in her heart she she was always kind yeah and when you were talking to me about it before you talked about how what a social butterfly she was (laughs) Yeah. Um, and that's how you knew like immediately that something was wrong um, back in yeah. 2019 because she was Definitely. constantly in contact with you. Um, and I know you said you called her the bag woman too. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, yeah. We always teased her about that. <laughs> she always had a lot of bags on her and your mom. Um, she's a very strong and independent person. And she's also a very proud native woman. You talked a yes. lot about that. Um, so I definitely wanted to bring that up again because you all are Clinkett. Am I correct? Um, Yes. Clinkett. Yeah. Yeah. And she's from the Deshitan clan. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely wanted to um, bring that up just because that was such a, it seems like she was just so proud um, of her. And um, (laughs) yeah, um, she just seemed like she was such a spirited woman. Um, I've heard now a couple people talk about her that knew her and, um, or know her. And um, she just seemed like she was, you very, you knew who she was like immediately. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. um, but I do know you touched on how she had kind of struggled. So um, suffered from addiction and mental illness for a majority mm-hmm. of her life. But at the time she went missing, she was doing a lot better, right? She had gone to like, yeah. she was in a new housing situation. She'd gotten clean. 
mm-hmm. um, was really working on herself. And um, she, even though she didn't have like a lot of money, she was still like, um, you had even said you got to get groceries and she'd like insisted on paying like for your groceries. She was just that type yeah. of person. Yeah. Um, so when she went missing, first off that day, so it was Valentine's Day 2019. You had told me on um, when we were discussing this about TikTok and everything else uh, that she had called you that day, right? Like usual, like she always did. And mm-hmm. she was um, wondering if she could come over to see you and your husband that day, right? She was going to try to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She actually, um, when she called me, she wanted to bring all her bags to my house, which like, that's kind of why I mentioned, like, we called her the bag lady. Um, because like to anyone else, it might not seem unusual. Um, and I don't even know why I didn't pick up on it. Uh, but the fact that she wanted to drop her bags off and then leave seems minor, but it should have been some kind of you know, flag, some kind of red flag to say like, something's not right here, you know? Um, But I didn't really pick up on it. It was my first Valentine's Day married and we had big plans and I was just really excited and eager. And um, yeah, she ended up dropping the bags off at my grandmother's house and then um, walking uh, back downtown. And that's the last time she was ever seen or heard from. And whereabouts in town again, just to like refresh our memories, um, where was like the last official sighting um, of your mom? Um, So she technically was at my grandmother's house. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, controversy on. And I don't know if this was part of why the police didn't take it seriously or if they just genuinely didn't care. You know, I don't know. Um, I have my suspicions, but unfortunately, and and maybe it's because it's a small town, a lot of people say, oh, I saw her here, I saw her there. But personally, the last time I spoke to her was on the phone. She was at my grandmother's house. She had just walked from uh, John's boat. And then it's just like, it's like one long road. So there's no way she like you know, went here or there, it's one way or the other. Um, and so she walked from his boat to my grandmother's house, dropped off her stuff. And I was on the phone with her the whole time. Um, and then left her things and walked back. And I was on the phone with her as she was leaving. Um, I don't know exactly where at she was on the trail, but this was when she was saying, you know, somebody's after me, somebody's trying to kill me, you know, and, (laughs) Unfortunately, when somebody is struggling with mental illness, that that's a common thing to hear, you know. So I also didn't take that seriously. And which she I said she heard rebar all the time too, right? Yeah, like, yeah right. that was something that was common with her. And yeah. we'll get in soon, like a little bit more on John. But you you had mentioned John. That was her. Um, she wouldn't want us to call him boyfriend. Um, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was a bit of a free spirit. <laughs> Guys, you know, I can't even count how many guys, like whenever I run into people at the store, they're like, I was in love with your mom and she wouldn't <laughs> date me. And I'm like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, can you tell us like, just because again, like I've watched the TikTok and I know you guys have spoke before, but also for, anyone else that's hearing this, like we kind of just jumped right in, but was your conversation like during the day or night or like, when was the last, like on a timeline of things, how did things kind of happen? Um, so, okay. So the day before, um, we were on the phone, we, or sorry, not on the phone the day before we went shopping. And then, you know, the day of, I spoke with her on the phone all day long and then I want to say, and I don't have an exact date um, because it was so long ago, you know, almost three years. I probably have it written down in her little DIY wannabe private investigator thing that I had going, you know, I really got into it. Um, uh, I want to say it was from anywhere from noon to two. Um, I think probably around one o'clock, but um 
but on yeah. Valentine's Day, right? Yeah, on Valentine's yeah. Day. Uh, and the reason I say that is because we had dinner plans and I was still getting ready. And um, I think we went to dinner around three, maybe. But in Alaska, it's sunlight, right? During Or is it totally yeah. dark right now? Uh, no, it's sunlight. Uh, we have, so half of the year, it's like really there's a lot of daylight and then the other half there's like no daylight. And then there's like a little bit in between where it's like normal. <laughs> so, yeah. Me thinking of 30 days of night for my horror. <laughs> <laughs> I know every, literally everybody asks that. And it's so funny because like, I guess I didn't realize that that wasn't normal. <laughs> Maybe I'm just like, yeah, I, I just don't travel enough. <laughs> I don't know. But um, when you spoke to your mom, so she's taking her bags to your grandmother's and it's daylight and she's, and it's around, like, so it's like from noon or two, like it's daylight. It's during the day she's taking the bags to your grandma's and that's when you're talking to her and she's walking back to John's. Yeah. Yeah. She's walking back to John's and uh, she left her stuff uh, um she was walking back to John's and, you know, saying all kinds of crazy things. And she had left her stuff. And I guess my aunt said that she gave her some clothes to wear because she said that she was, she said she was dressed um, like her clothes were ripped. And it looked like maybe... And I didn't know about this till later. Maybe she had gotten in a fight or something. Um, and she was trying to go on this walk wearing, like, summer clothes, basically. And my aunt was like, what are you doing? It's super cold out there. So she gave her some bog boots, um, which are, like, kind of, like, extra toughs. Uh, they're, like, the fancy extra toughs here in Alaska. And... Um, they had a very specific design on them. And then she also gave her uh, a, like a Columbia type winter jacket. And those are, uh, those are kind of what they had found later. So yeah, she, and, and she didn't bring anything with her. And that's kind of what, that's kind of like what is so confusing about, you know, this whole situation. Yeah, so because um, she headed out and she went to John's and then no one heard from her again. But interesting right. enough, we're going to talk. Um, well, we might as well kind of dive into it yeah. now. So you sent me um, that uh, phone conversation between John and your aunt, right? It was your aunt? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Oh, no, uh, sorry. No, that was my cousin. Sorry. Cousin, sorry. Yeah. Um, no, okay. So um, during that um, phone call, he does admit um, that he was with your mom on February 14th. Yeah. Um, and uh, he says that they had gotten into an argument that night while he was on his boat. Now, that's where John right. lived, in case um, mm -hmm. no one knows. Um, and John was never, I just want to put this disclaimer out there, he's never been like a police suspect or anything else. We'll kind of touch on why we think that, um, because personally to us, um, I, I'm speaking for Kaylin and myself. We're obviously just telling the story to Max, but um, the Juneau Alaskan police have not been taking Tracy's disappearance seriously ever since she went missing. Um, so uh, John hasn't really been looked into the, into by them. And um, we do have an update on John as well. Um, he has yeah. passed um, so just recently, actually. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So that's really tough because yeah. um and i'm sure you've had a lot of mixed feelings on that kaylin because it, it really like it's like god that was a someone who probably had a few answers um but uh, he said on the phone call that they were together on february 14th had that argument and that they would get into what they called sparring matches you want to tell us a little bit about that kaylin yeah i mean it's weird i you know in the in obviously I was not a part of the conversation. I only got to listen to it. My cousin recorded the whole thing. I don't know if he knows that she recorded it, but um, yeah, it's weird. He says in the in the recording that they that this was a normal thing that they often fought uh, and that 
he essentially says that he, you know, beats her up with a boat oar and like jokes about it as if it's like a, like, haha, funny thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then he, after I could tell my cousin seemed like, what, like, what are you, what do you mean? And then he goes, Oh, it, uh, we were both doing it, you know? And he kind of switches his tone up a few times and same thing with the date. Like when she goes, okay, so you saw her this, this, this time, you know, whenever like naming off dates and he's like, yeah. Uh-huh. And then she goes, okay. So like, what what happened and he goes oh actually it was the year before and it's like wait what yeah so yeah. he had said in the in the clip um we're gonna we're gonna play hopefully um we'll be able to a clip of the phone call right. um where he tells he says that he had been with her that night they'd had an argument where they did and he tried to play it off as it was like a healthy thing they would do for their relationship where they would yeah. use these boat oars to spar to get over arguments and right. he does say he woke up with tracy the morning of february 15th now that's the day yeah. after she's gone missing right and he says she has a big welt on her head that mm -hmm. he gave her she slipped between the boats she was in one sleeping overnight for days in one boat alternating between heroin and up and um and uh she went to climb off the boat slipped between the boats and fell down on and gashed her leg on a wheel on a fender Went bent a fender on a boat trailer, but she didn't want to tell anybody. And uh, what's her name? Her, her twin sister, um, that was Angie. Long, that was a long time ago. Are you talking about Tim? Angie went out there and, and to look for her and talk to her, and saw this wound and called me, and I went out and got her and took her to the ER. Right, right. That was a long time ago. So um, yeah, it was. So I, heard, I just heard about I heard about a fight you guys had on Valentine's Day or some around that time or something like that. What? Why? Um, that's what the cops said, too, but I don't have any memory of this. We had fights all the time, but we settled them. Okay, there's, there's two three-foot-long, perfectly identical uh, oak sticks that come out of rubber boat, Zodiac. No, I'm talking about Valentine. You, did, did Tracy yeah. trash your boat or something like no. that? No, no. What I'm saying is every time she got all slappy and shit because she's too stupid drunk, I would get out there sticks, and we'd step out on the dock, and we'd spar with them. And uh, sometimes we'd knock each other in the head pretty fucking hard. And I remember one time, and I think this is the Valentine's Day incident, she woke up the next day with a big lump on the side of her head, and I wouldn't tell her how it got there. And um, I just laughed because uh, she was never as good as she thought she was <laughs> with a stick. <laughs> but, um, and I'm a little quicker. And... It's a, it's a fun fun game we'd play and um, a little bit dangerous, but we always work hard to not hurt each other. Though you know the name of the game was to you know um, establish a cap. That was really um, unsettling to me. Yeah to listen yeah. to. Um, and I know you said on a different recording or I might've even, no, it wasn't that one, but you said that on a different time that he'd spoken to you all, um, that he had said that there was a great amount of blood on his boat at one time from, uh, yeah. uh, Tracy's period. As yeah. Well. Weird. Right. I mean, he was going around town mm -hmm. and that's one of the biggest things about this, this, my mom's case is that he like, tells people as if he's proud mm -hmm. and the police and several people will go oh well you know any person who's guilty isn't going to do that I, well i don't know i mean <laughs> yeah you know, but he says to a few people that yeah you know tracy's blood is all over my boat all over the walls splattered everywhere um but he almost brags in the sense that well, JPD is never going to look. And even if they did, it's it's her period blood. Like as if a period can produce that much blood, you know? Yeah. And not to mention, I'm pretty sure you can tell the difference between the Pe blood type, you know? Yeah. And to that point, so the reason um, there's a lot of, I don't want to say like for sure, but um, John has been involved in... Um, supposedly 
um, drug um, deals. He's yeah, he admits in the in the recording. He admits yeah. to a few very disturbing things in this recording, yeah. and uh, it really like I, I've only listened to the recording maybe twice because it just makes me sick makes me sick to my stomach every time I, I listen to it. But he admits to being um, a drug dealer and it, and laughs about the police not caring. Like, he brags about it to people. And uh, and he even said that um, the police came and knocked on his door, asked him how his day was, and then left. And then when I called them and said, hey, did you ever look at the boat? Did you search it? Maybe my mom's in there. And they said, oh yeah, we searched the boat. But according to John, according to the chief of police, they didn't, you know? And to that point, uh, there's a strong belief in Juno, um, at least um, definitely from your family, that he may be a police informant and that may be why he, yeah. Um, I think so. so. I really do because he brags about uh, being able to do whatever he wants. He brags to so many people and it's like, I still don't even know how to feel about it, but even his own family is on my side and they always tell me like, yeah, we think he did this Mm -hmm. and uh, you should totally like scream his name, like tell everybody. But I was just kind of like, I don't feel comfortable unless I have physical proof because I don't know, but everything points to him. Like everything does, you know, so. Yeah. And one of his, and I won't say who this is to him, but one of his family members had even said to you that she needed to watch her back or she was going to end up like Tracy Day, right? Yeah. Yeah. She, she was very um, concerned and, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of rumors about this guy saying that he may have even been involved in other, um, people going missing and that there's, that this guy is dangerous basically. So, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um, break it down for me a little bit. So she's, the last you heard from her was on the 14th so on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. But John has said then that she was with him on the 15th. Um, who reported her missing and when did that kind of go to the police? Right. So this this whole thing is even unsettling because, you know, when when she went missing, we thought the police were going to jump on it. I was the one who was like, hey, my something's wrong. My mom hasn't called me. And uh, my mom is very much the type of person to like annoyingly but bother me, show up and be like, I'm going to scrub your floor with a toothbrush today. You know, and you're like, what? That's not in my plans. Um, and so when I realized that she was missing, she wasn't answering my phone calls, I went to my family, I went to everybody, and nobody believed me. Um, The cops didn't believe me, and uh, even, you know, some family members and some friends didn't believe me because of her history of, you know, addiction, which I understood at first. Uh, But when I tried to make an official report, the police basically shrugged it off and even though we turned in the report, uh, probably just a couple days after she went missing, they never officially entered it into the database for several months. And so had she been seen somewhere, you know, when you go like on an airplane or wherever, if they have that report and they, they scan your ID, it should say, show up that they're a missing person. Um, And so, yeah, we tried to report it and they just did not take it seriously until later on when I went and I was talking with a reporter um, at the news, the local news station. So. I see. So she wasn't officially missing. That's why she didn't get fly. Like, that's why there was not nothing that could go back to say this is a missing person because she wasn't officially missing in like anyone's long yeah Yeah. even actually still to this day 
uh, they have like an official police um, missing person, like Facebook thing, you know, and they've got like several little database things. Uh, my mom's not on any of them. And we have tried to officially like get her on there and they messaged back and was like, we're so sorry. Like we can't do this. <laughs> and I wish I should have gotten the screenshots because I mean, that just doesn't seem right. You know, it's like, why, why, why isn't she on there? That's it's odd to yeah. me. She's not getting like covered um, mm. or lo uh, like looked at it with the same intent and looked for with the same intensity. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they're just kind of like, Eh, whatever, you know. And to that point, Kaylin, you had told me um, that you had been called into the police station several times to try to identify your mother or be told that they had seen your mother and that she was, quote, happy, healthy, safe and alive and that you kind of yeah. just needed to close the case. Um, yeah. And I remember you telling me and this really stuck with me and was horrific to me you told the officer like this has never been your mom you've seen these blurry images you've yeah. seen them try to tell you these things you've even contacted the convenience store clerk and the clerk has said i told them that this wasn't that lady that's been missing but they kept they kept pushing this on me right so you know it's not your mom in your heart of heart and when mm -hmm. the officer was pressuring you on it you told me that you said to him off well, like what if it was your mom like, and he right. said, well, my mom's not an alcoholic. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I've had, I've spoke to with several officers and tried to sort of plea that case of, you know, and all of them, every single one, because they've actually had a couple different uh, detectives on the case. And they're all just like, yeah, that would never be my mom that, you know, my mom would never be in this situation. And it's like, you know, okay, why? Like, you know, and all of them had nasty things to say. All of them treated my mom and her case like she was like garbage, you know? And um, I don't want to say who, which detective or which officer, but I spoke with an officer recently and he uh, basically told me that... Um, you know, I should stop talking about JPD. And he said it in, as a friend. And um, yeah, it's really unsettling. I just don't understand how, how this can even happen, you know, because with the whole, with the whole um, grocery store clerk, that happened more than once. Mm -hmm. uh, that happened with our local Fred Myers, where they said, you know, uh, a store clerk said she's happy, healthy, alive, and safe, happy, healthy, alive, and well. It was always the same wording. And then, the but the biggest one was, uh, I believe it was Wrangle. I could be wrong. Um, it was so long ago, I have it written down. Um, they, he said that she was in like a 7-Eleven or like some kind of store and that the clerk saw her that she was buying a pack of cigarettes. And so I called the store because there's only one in that town. It's a small town. And I didn't tell the officer that I did this. You know, I kind of wanted to keep it quiet and see how like what he was going to say. And the store clerk was so annoyed. He was just like, ugh. I'm like, well, you know, can you tell me a little bit about what happened? And he was like, nothing happened. He said, I keep telling the officer that there's no woman. Nobody even looked like her was in here. Um, this didn't happen. And he keeps insisting that it did. And I'm just kind of like, okay, so did I call the wrong store? And he's like, nope, there's only one store. So... I call the officer back and I say, so what's going on? And he goes, oh, I'm just waiting for the surveillance footage. I never still to this day have gotten any footage. <laughs> and, um, you know, and he said the same thing with uh, Fred Myers. And when I call, they're like, what are you talking about? So I think he's just, I think that this guy was just trying to give, like feed me something to kind of shut me up and maybe buy time or, just to, 
just to kind of be like, go away, you know? Mm -hmm. And then when I kept asking questions, he would seem annoyed and then he would come up with some other lies, you know? So it wasn't the first time that he lied. So to piece this together too, because I know like we've gone from John was the last person to see her. Then it takes a while for her to be taken uh, like a report taken that she's missing. So you mentioned like the store clerk. So this is just after they take the report that she's missing. You mentioned the plane tickets. Can we talk more about the plane tickets? Cause that was really interesting and, and strange to me that yeah. like it, just explain it, I guess. Yeah. It's weird. It's super unsettling. Like, um, because obviously in all of it, like, like imagine if it's your mom, right? You're not going to just be like, okay, you know, it's like he expected that from me. And he kept asking me to just kind of like, okay, I think we should close the case. I don't see this going any further. Um, and when I kept saying like, look, this is my mom. And until I see a body, until I physically see her, until I, she calls me like, any I want physical evidence then he was kind of just like ugh, like he seemed annoyed he seemed just so like just like come on you know let's end it and when I wouldn't after the whole grocery store thing um he calls me one day and he says oh you know this officer which oddly enough is the same officer who later on said that I should stop talking about JPD. This was not, this was just a couple weeks ago. And I totally forgot to mention that to you um, because there's just so much to this story. But yeah, oddly enough, it was this officer who he, the detective said he was retiring and he knows my family. And he said that the day this officer goes to retire, he goes up to him and says, oh, by the way, I know Tracy. And this is a common thing for her to do, to just disappear. Um, and he said that maybe she had been in sex trafficking before, and maybe she had been in, um, you know, drug-related stuff, and, and that it was just normal for her to take off. Um, and he said, so I know you already checked the airlines and the boats, but why don't you go check again? So he does, and he said he finds a ticket. Well, a couple of tickets. He says there was a ticket from Anchorage to Seattle to, like, I can't even, it was like Kalamazoo or something, like some weird random name. And I'm like, okay, I've, my mom, first of all, does not have the money to buy a ticket, even a one-way ticket. I looked it up. And they were like a thousand dollars and um let alone a round trip and one to hawaii but they said the one to hawaii had been canceled and remember how we said that so i think it was june when they had officially entered her into the missing person database and mind you she went missing in february mm -hmm. so july is when we found these tickets, right? And so I said, okay, I wanna see the surveillance. I know TSA is like, they're wild. Like I know they have surveillance and they're like, oh, they, the surveillance expires after 30 days. And it was like 31 days. I'm like, convenient, really convenient, mm -hmm. right? And uh, so I said, okay, well, who bought the ticket? there has to be some kind of copy or ID number. Um, there has to be a receipt, a credit card, mm -hmm. something, a mileage plan account. Like I'm not stupid. I know there has to be some sort of trace evidence, like something, there has to be a paper trail. Right. Yeah. And he says, okay, so the surveillance footage expired. They bought with no ID. They paid in cash and then he says, uh, they, she did in fact travel there, was there for two weeks and then went back. Well, how did she get to Anchorage? Juno is a secluded area. You can only leave by boat or plane. There is no record of her leaving Juno. So how did she get to Anchorage? 
Anchorage, if you look at Alaska, we are so far south. Anchorage is way up north. Like, she can't just walk there. You know, she didn't just magically appear there. So how did she get there? There's no trail of her leaving. So did they say when, when was, so they said to you that, they, that she actually traveled using this ticket or yeah. she only booked it because no, airlines, yeah, airlines do have logs of who actually is on board. Right. It's to work for an airline. You can't yeah. buy tickets. And I don't know which airline, unless you're talking about like a private airline, which you also have logs. It's like right. federally regulated. Yeah. yeah. Who's on board. And so if they're saying she traveled it then they would know that she actually was the person that was on board and, or it's, or it's actually, I don't know, like police misconduct is not the truth, you know? And so, and to your point too, like, I know uh, we haven't talked about it yet, but they found the clothes that she was wearing when she was missing. Like there's just this, it doesn't add up that she, her clothes that she had on when she was missing are found elsewhere and then magically she appears in Anchorage and goes on a trip, but no one has heard from her and then no one sees her again. Like that just seems insane that they would even suggest that they're ready to close your mother's case. Right. Yeah. And I, and I've tried getting the FBI involved too. And they basically said JPD has to approve the case to be transferred. But obviously they said, no, they said that, her case doesn't qualify um, because I think they're not doing enough. But yeah, so with the airline ticket, I basically listened to what he said and I was just like, this is BS. I don't, I'm not going to just be like, well, okay, like case closed then, you know, like that's ridiculous. So obviously as soon as he said that, I got off the phone and I called Alaska Airlines <laughs> and they were like, well, we can't exactly give out this information. And I just broke down. I was like, look, my mom is a missing person and I'm so desperate. Like I'll do anything. And they were like, the lady was, she, she was like, okay. Like she said something about like knowing the situation, maybe she had a missing person or maybe she just was a mom or a daughter or, you know, like, I don't know what it was that she felt connected. Um, she basically looked up (laughs) the ticket when I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if they can get in trouble for this, but they looked up the ticket and I, cause he had given me exact dates and times, you know, Mm -hmm. which I think was foolish because they said the ticket, that it didn't exist. She said nobody with this name. Um, like she said, they didn't even have a ticket, uh, airplane going from there to there on that date that you would have had to make some kind of, uh, what do you call it? Trans- like a connection or, or a transfer. Yeah. Connection, or right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and so I was like, okay, uh, look up Tracy Day, Tracy Linday, like, you know, 1019-1975, like, look all these things up. And she looked, like, everything up. And she said, none of this, like, I don't even know what he's talking about. And uh, I said, okay, well, is there anyone with even a remotely similar name? And she said, no. I said, okay. So then I, I get off the phone. I call him back. And I was like, are you sure like, are you really sure? And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm looking into it further. Like, I'm requesting the, uh, what's that called? The blog book. Yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah. And then I don't know if it was a couple days or a week. He calls me back. And I'm like, are you sure? And I think he could tell that that I knew he was full of it. Because he goes, oh, actually, you know what? It was Tracy Day, but it was T-R-A-C-I. Like, he he did some kind of funky spelling, which was still Tracy Day, still her birthday, but, like, one letter off, one digit off. And I'm like, that's... I know he's lying. Like, I know this is not... The airline people said that no nothing even remotely close to that existed. 
and um, he he just played it off, you know, because I said, hey, I called the airlines, and he just played it off, and he said, oh, maybe I maybe I gave you the wrong date or something. Like, he didn't even seem bothered to try to, like, convince me either, so... So the airline can search like many different ways. Like think of it like Google, oh, yeah. you can search by person, you can search by first letter, last name, right. initials, dates, like, mm. and it sounds like also there's not that many flights that it could have yes. been. Um, so oh. yeah, it, that, that seems like something that's really easy to cross check for like the police to be able to verify, was she on this flight? Was she not on a flight? Was she on any flight? If she yeah. was, where did she go? Mm-hmm. Um, jumping back to john's passing and the boat then like does that open up any new possibilities for that to be like pursued you know his family has contacted me and they are wonderful and it's it's honestly such a like weird like i feel it makes me feel weird you know because they're like yeah like 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 they just want me to publicly say this and they want me to like I don't I don't really even understand what they want. I know they're on my side and I know that they believe he did this. Um but I just don't feel comfortable like outright saying he did this. I think it's it's a possibility. I think likely he is the one. I but until I have physical proof, you know. But they're so, so, like, they've brought me his, like, uh, uh, what are those called? SD cards, all kinds of things. And um, the boat log. Because actually, after all this had gone down, he sold his boat. And I thought, like, all things were lost. All hope was lost. And, um, yeah, his family member gave me the boat log. And I know, like... I have the information for it, but I've never pursued it because, I mean, what can I really do? You know, I mean, I tried to get JPD to go in and search and, you know, because I post on my TikTok, I get a lot of people on my TikTok, like, you should just buy the boat and hire a forensics team. (laughs) But it's like, how does one even do that? You shouldn't have to. (laughs) Yeah. one. They should just do it. Like For two, like also who can just afford that? They made so many great suggestions. And I was like, do you want to like give her the money to do that? Because I don't know who can just buy a boat and search it. And then they they say some of the most hurtful things too. Well, if it was my mom, I'd do this this, and that. And it's like, you don't know until you're in the situation. Yeah. No, one of the people, it was, she made like a whole video about how she's like well I see all the nice things in the background of your videos you could just sell all your things I'm like okay all right like I shouldn't have to do that you know the police should just do their jobs Mm -hmm. and I always say like my mom she's an amazing person and sure she had her flaws but at the end of the day whether you're a saint or a serial killer it's still JPD it's still the police's job to look out for you you know yeah. 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 Um, to the point, um, I just want to talk on the clothes, um, that we were discussing and where they were found and everything. Um, so first, um, while we're on the subject of John's boat, um, I know you had said that a woman that was seeing John had found your mom's jacket on the boat and had called you about it. Right. Did you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So this woman contacts me. And she says that she was partying on John's boat. He was having a party and uh, they were all hanging out outside. She was cold. And so he said, oh, I've let me get you something. And he hands her this bluish green coat, which is the coat she went missing wearing, the one my aunt had given her. It's literally in her, like all the missing person's flyers. And the lady says that, She wears the coat, she goes home, washes it. And then I don't know how much long after that, how much longer after that, that she realized, but she contacted me and said, I'm pretty sure this is your mom's coat. And of course I was just like, like blown away, you know? Um, And she said, I don't know if there was blood on it or not, but I washed it and I'm so sorry. And I felt sick because it's like, I know they can still test for 
blood, but after they had found the clothes on the mountain and collected what John had, because when that happened, I called the police and I was like, Hey, like, I'll come meet up with you. Um, but they were like, we've got this, you know? And so they, cause I drove to her house. I was going to go, you know, get it and meet up with them to make sure that they were going to actually get it. But the cop was like, no, we've got this. And so they went into her apartment building, collected the coat and supposedly took it to the police station. And later on when I called to see had anything come out of it or whatever, uh, the chief of police said there was nothing entered into evidence under my mom's case. So the jacket's just gone now. Yeah, I have no idea where it is. And whenever I call them to get like official paperwork, because that cop who was like, you should stop talking about JPD. Um, he even said, like, please don't mention my name. I'm not going to mention his name. But he basically said, like, you know, if I was working on the case and, uh, you know, and I, it was my situation and the girl was talking about me, I'd say, fuck that bitch. And I would not want to help her. That's not yeah. how police work. Like, no, no it's not. not. No, like, it doesn't yeah. matter how you feel personally. Yeah. I mean, that's not how any fucking job works. If we're just going to yeah. be honest, it's not, it doesn't matter how you feel about someone. Yeah. You do your job. Word for word, how he said it. I'd say, fuck that bitch. That's literally, and when he said that, it was like, like my heart sank because I'm like, I said, do you even watch my videos? Never once have I said, oh, this officer, this person, da, 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 da. I always use Jane Doe, John Doe, you know, and I never will outright just say this person, that, that person, um, because it is a small town. However, I'm not going to sit here and be quiet, no. but, um, but yeah, this was the same, uh, he's the same person who, had found uh, or had supposedly told the detective to go look for all of that stuff. And I don't know if he was involved when, when they had found the stuff on the mountain, but um, yeah, I get a call one day, which this is like a really, really hard day. My grandma had just passed away and she was, searching for my mom, you know, that's her daughter. And they had a very like, I don't even know how you say it, like a strange relationship. Is that how you say it? Um, and so basically he says we, somebody was walking their dog on the top of, so my grandma's house, there's, is like over towards the hospital. And then you walk the trail towards town and you come across J, uh, JDHS. And if you go directly up, there's like a hill which leads to some houses. And then there's like a trail that goes directly up the mountain. And so that would have been along the walking uh, trail where she had gone missing because John's boat is just down below. Um, there's two parallel roads and you can only go one way or the other, you know? And so the cop calls me and says, Hey, we found some clothing. There was a man and his dog who had just recently moved into this house at the very top of the mountain. And he took his dog for a walk, released the dog off the leash. And he says the, the dog comes back with an article of clothing. And he, the dog was really like, like tugging at him to go to this area. And so he follows the dog and it's so high up there, so deep in to the woods that nobody is just going to stumble across this. And they said that they, he comes across a bush where my mom's clothing was buried deep under and folded neatly. So it was purposefully put there basically. And and it's the clothes course, that she was last seen in to clarify for uh, listeners. Like it's the clothes right. that she was wearing on Valentine's day yeah. or the 15th, the boots. Uh, and then John had the jacket on the boat and then um, it was her shirt and pants. 
So I think all that was missing was basically like her underwear, maybe in her bra and some socks. Um, and to, of course, they asked me to confirm like her outfit and everything, which I did. But then they found her identification in the pocket. I, I think it was a bus pass um, because her ID was with my uh with the stuff that she had left at my grandmother's house. He just said, Which again, how should we, how would she be buying um, a plane ticket without like identification? Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. Her whole purse, her whole life, everything was all in her bags. Mm-hmm. And that includes her IDs, her wallet, her money, her medications, full prescription medications. She, she never went anywhere without them because she was sick, you know? And, um, and she had been sober for seven months. So she was very steadily taking her medication. So there's no way she would have just taken off without it. But so they find the clothing and I'm like, okay, well, was there blood on it? Like, are you guys going to check for DNA or whatever? I don't know. I'm not a cop, you know? And they said, oh yeah, we're going to do all the things. We're going to do a full check. And then... This was the first time we really had a location. So I said, You're, you guys are going to search the mountain, right? And he goes, well, he, I mean, yeah. It, but it wasn't like, yes, we're going to search. You know, it seemed very like, like he seemed hesitant. And I was like, okay, so, so like, how's this going to go? And he said, well, we'll call in a search dog but the mountain is really dangerous. And so there's only so much we can do and which I understand. However, there's been other people that have gone missing up there and um, they've found them within a matter of days, you know, or even hours. So it's odd that my mom, and, and this was one year to the date that she had gone missing, mind you. And this was the first time they had physically looked for her. So they go up on the mountain um, a second time because the weather was so bad at this point. It was in December and Alaska weather is very harsh. Uh, and he said the, the mountain was like, there was cliffs and sharp rocks. And he sort of was trying to like, he didn't outright say it, but he was kind of like, you know, she could have just killed herself. It's really common for people to walk, just one day give up and walk up a mountain and uh, go jump off a mountain and kill themselves. And I'm like, um, no, my, like I know maybe other people, I don't know, but I know my mom would not do that. I know she wouldn't. Uh, she this just doesn't make sense first of all and second even if she did there would be a body like we would have found something not just clothes and he said well when you go out into the wilderness and it's so cold you get hot when you get hyperthermia and so it makes you think you're overheating and then you strip down and then you know but you wouldn't you, have folded those clothes like right. that's what doesn't make any sense it looks exactly. more like someone was trying to hide them especially since they were they were found under a bush right kind of area Buried. so it yeah. makes more sense yeah and to that point yeah. i just wanted to touch on this um uh that you had said there had eventually been a grave site um where yeah. an earring was found um they didn't tell you about this grave site initially they just called you to tell you that um, they had found something that they thought might be your mom's and to come in and to have a look at it. And you said, right. you know, your mom's like Ariel. She collects yeah. doohickeys, singamabobs, like so <laughs> that was her. So she's like, you're like, I don't know. Like, how am I going to like tell you whether this was my mom's or not? Like, I can't right. tell you. And um, you you told them that when you saw the earring, like, how, how are you? Who are you to say, you know, whether this was something your mom had collected or not? And right. then they let you know about the gravesite and that because you had said you weren't sure that they weren't going to search the gravesite area, right? Yeah. And the thing is, is they, so they were going to have me come in and um, I was pregnant at the time. And so I, I couldn't go in. I was on bed rest. So they sent me two pictures. One is of uh, the gravesite and it's basically like a cross 
with like a tarp in the background and then there's like one earring hanging on it and there's the dog and he's sitting on the grave um and then you know i said okay where well, are you gonna dig the grave up and he said no because and, and initially he did say the dog led us to this grave site he said it was about an a mile down towards the flume so towards town the same elevation however he wouldn't tell us exactly where it was um and he would they wouldn't dig it up which mm -hmm. i'm like that's weird because even if it's not her you can't just bury somebody on the side of a mountain and there's a lot of people there's like a disturbing amount of people missing here um and they're all indigenous people i'd like to add um so and you are not the only one who has said on my TikTok that the J like not that you're saying this, but a lot of people came out in my comments saying that the JPD is doing absolutely nothing for the missing people mm -hmm. in that area. Just uh, yeah, that's correct. Yep, actually, multiple people have just gone re missing recently, um, and actually, one of the people was found in that area and in a very disturbing manner and they're not even investigating that either it's horrible um so yeah uh, when he wouldn't they wouldn't dig up the grave and i kept pushing for it and when i said okay well, so where is it at i'll say i'll i'll pay somebody to go up there if you're not going to do it i will hire people i'll rally people up and they said we're specifically not going to tell you because we don't want you going up there because or we don't want people anyone going up there because it's dangerous like i don't i just don't believe that and then with the earring i i was like okay look i'm i don't recognize the earring but here's the deal my husband he buys my jewelry and i guarantee he could not identify any jewelry except for maybe my engagement ring because it's jewelry. It's just things like I'm not there every time my mom buys a piece of jewelry and I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not going to lie and say, yes, it's hers and then have them think, oh, she's not reliable. I can't trust her now, you know? Yeah. So, cause a lot of people said, well, why didn't you just lie and say it's yours? They would have found out like, I don't want to ruin the case, you know? Yeah. So, so, so what's their official, um, like, what do they think? happened because they're saying like oh maybe she committed suicide but then they're mm -hmm. also saying maybe she was on a plane six months later yeah like so, what how can they say both or what are they right yeah they, pursuing? So they don't even have they they literally haven't even taken the time to even give like an official statement it's 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 literally like the most the like the least thing that they're doing is is what they're doing. Like they're just being very lazy, and um, they go back and forth from oh she killed herself, oh she probably just took off, and then I also wanted to add that that police officer who's telling me all these things, like oh I should stop you know talking about JPD um, on TikTok and social media. He also said that um, legally speaking, that somebody can take off and that they cannot want to be found and that the police have to honor that and let us believe that they're dead no they need to do a wellness check in that case yeah and then he's like that's not how that works at all right. especially I've been in such suspicious circumstances yeah. mm -hmm. and i and i have friends who are like when like they know some stuff about like i don't know if they're went to law school or whatever but um i have some friends who know a little bit about this type of stuff and they said that that's not true and you know i obviously didn't know who to believe but i'd like to believe that they can't just do that yeah. so i i mean i really don't know they've never even issued a statement saying they just kind of throw me little pieces of little crumbs here and there and kind of just and some of these crumbles yeah they seem like they're like not only trying to make you like shut up but make you almost close the case so that they can right. kind of just move along um yeah. and i also wanted to add about you know later on with the clothes on the mountain so remember how i said that um initially they said somebody had moved in um up on the mountaintop later on um 
I'm 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 working with you on we were doing uh you were you're about to do your story we were we were chatting and I thought you know it's been so long there's so much to the case there's other rumors of other people nothing Mm -hmm. yeah none of those like have anything to it it's just kind of rumors right um and I get a lot of people messaging me like oh this and that or you know so and so did this but I was going through all of the messages just to refresh my brain. And I came across a message on Facebook. Somebody had screenshotted a private conversation between John and themselves and posted it. And I didn't think anything of it at first. And I was looking at it, sending you, I was tagging you. Uh, Mm. And I realized John said uh, in this text message, I was walking along the trail from Tracy's mom's house to my boat when I come across a place in the woods where it looked like a woman had been attacked and that there was clothing and I called JPD and reported it but they said they looked into it and that that it was a homeless man's clothing and that there was nothing to the case so I never announced to the public that her clothes were found on the mountain I waited a whole year because I wanted to see, because I was updating people on Facebook. I was just blasting things out. Um, and then at one point I thought, you know what? This is a solid piece of evidence and I'm just going to hold on to it. I'm not going to tell anybody and I'm going to wait and see if anybody talks about clothing or, you know, the mountain, you know, or whatever. Because I, I didn't really have anything else to go off of. And so there's no way he could have known her clothes were found on the mountain. And then later on, um, somebody close to him says that he was the one that found the clothes. So JPD twisted the story and uh, the, the message, you know, he said that JPD said it was some homeless man's clothing. And that's what they had said to me. But his friend said that it was... You know, and, and it's, there's so many different, there's so many different like versions of every part of this story. So I don't know what's true. I don't know if it is a homeless man's or if it's the clothes that were found, you know, it's just. So it's you really haven't confusing. seen the clothes they, you haven't seen the clothes that they found that day up on the mountain. No, I haven't seen anything. And that's why it's frustrating. Cause it's, it's confusing because I don't know, like, I- I've never even physically seen the clothes or seen a picture. They yeah. just gave me a description. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I-, I just don't know what to believe, honestly. Like, No, and that's, like, the, the really hard thing um, about this case is there's just so many aspects and there's so many different people saying so many different things. Yeah. Including the JPD, which is yeah. insanely frustrating. Um, yeah. But I think for now, we've kind of touched on all kind of the major aspects of your mom's disappearance. Um, There's so much more to this case. Um, Kaylin is on TikTok and on YouTube. Um, She talks about her mother's disappearance in a couple of videos on YouTube. Right, Kaylin? Yeah, there's like 50. (laughs) Just a couple. (laughs) (laughs) So um, if you want to know more, please go over to her accounts. We'll definitely put them in the description, if not up on the screen right now. She's currently blowing up on TikTok for her (laughs) ASMR. Um, Do something for us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't have my mic connected. <laughs> I I was going to set it up but I was having like technical difficulties. <laughs> but um yeah, I I all my ASMR stuff is put away. I will go so- check you out on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I do here. <laughs> it's kind of like Shoot. embarrassing to like explain to people because there's a lot of people who don't know what it is. So I'm like, I just I just tap on things and whisper into a mic. <laughs> And she's very good at it. <laughs> she goes live daily on TikTok. So make sure you check her out. Um, what we can do to help. So Tracy is um, best friend. Am I right? Um, yes. She set up a merchandise website. Um, and that all of that goes to helping Kaylin fund a private investigator. Um, so feel free to go check that out. Um, uh, the sweater is super cozy. I have one. I should have worn, worn, worn it today. Um, yes. So make sure you check out that. Um, we'll put that in the description if you want to help Kaylin out. Um, another thing we can do to help, email the chief of police in Juneau. 
Let them yeah. know you want action on Tracy's case. Um, make sure they remember her name. We're not going to let this go anywhere. Um, we want to get her name out there. Share Tracy's information. We'll definitely put the Charlie Project's link to Tracy's um, disappearance information. If you don't feel like sharing this episode, that's fine. Share the Charlie Project. Tweet it out. And what was the hashtag? Because you're about to do something very special for your mom. So what was that? Um, so we are... I don't even know what to call it. I guess it could be called a candlelight vigil. So um, on Valentine's Day, this will be the three-year anniversary. I really wanted to do something special because, you know, I just want to honor her. And I feel like there's so many other Native people going missing. So I wanted to have a gathering uh, downtown at the whale. It's like a whale statue. We're going to release balloons and lanterns. We're all going to wear red um, because red is the color for the MMIW, Missing Murdered Indigenous Women's uh, Movement, I guess. I don't know really what you call that. And we're going to do the handprint uh, painting and make posters with my mom's picture on it, as well as we're telling other people, if you have a MMIW in your family, bring a poster with their picture and use hashtag find Tracy day. And I'm going to be live streaming it on my TikTok, um, and hopefully bring some awareness to, you know, this situation. Awesome. That's so so special and it's so interesting like we this was literally by chance this wasn't like yeah. to promote what you're doing or yeah. anything like that I just yeah. think, do you want to talk more about your mom and and yeah, yeah. So this Valentine's Day um that candlelight vigil is going on if you are in Juneau Alaska make sure you go and see Kaylin um and make sure if you share Tracy's information put that hashtag find Tracy day um it's, it's just find Tracy day right now yeah. find yeah. Tracy day it's on the merch too. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on and, and sharing more information and trusting us with it. I really appreciate it, Kaylin. Yeah, thank yes, you for thank having you. me. Hopefully I, this reaches I'm a- so grateful. Oh. All right. Well, till next time. We don't have anything to cheers, but till next yeah. week. Oh. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.